Gippsland, Annapolis Center, do you have any test operations in restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Area 31, continue to send at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra right, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. First, let me introduce the members of the posse. Girls, get ready. Because he's over there across the puddle. Get your mister, get your fan, get your big box of wipes, your big box of Kleenex. You squeegee and you loo because the very famous Juan Juan is here. Hey, Mac. Hey, everybody, especially the ladies out there. Welcome to the show. Yes, I am phoning in from uh, the UK. UK. Bloomington, okay. South Coast. So let me ask you I something. Out over the beach, I can see the Isle of Wight. I could see the Isle of Wight from my house. Wow. Hey, listen, so what happened? Did the queen die or something? Yeah, I mean, yeah. she just oh, uh, okay. you know, knocked on heaven's door the other day. and Yes. She's been was, on the news, I guess. She had just met the... The new prime minister, Liz Truss, you that's know, a, received yeah, her at the, uh, she was on a vacation retreat in Balmoral. Yes. And you, you kind of knew she was not doing so well anyway, because she kind of went up there all of a sudden hmm. just to get away from it all, you know, and she wasn't really uh, all over the place during her jubilee. Yes, yes. This summer. Yes. And she made some appearances and... And uh, she's 96. You know, she, did, she just did that commercial, that marmalade commercial with uh, Paddington Bear. Wow. What a loss. I, I got to say one you gotta thing. You got to learn a lot of lines for that thing. You saw that, right? Yes. That's um, classic. I, I, I did see, I, I don't get the royal family. I'm going to introduce everyone very soon. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand the whole thing. A lot of people don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. But a lot of people she fed did, up with it. But uh, She did have a sense of humor know. when she did the thing with the with the parachuting into the uh, stadium during there, yeah. whatever that was. That shows she wasn't completely stuffy. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, and, and now, the, now he's the king. The Charles guy's the king, right? Yep, King Charles III. Okay, the third. Okay. With so, uh, Camilla. He's always going to be known as the king who dumped Diana, right? Exactly. Okay. Moving on, no cocoa tonight. Oh, boy. No cocoa tonight. No cocoa. Out saving the world. And no switch tonight out there with cocoa, saving the world, like Batman and Robin. Uh, however, with us is our chief of security, Willie Glove. WC, how you doing? Hey, Willie. Hey, I'm doing great. How you folks doing? Doing good. Hey, okay. You're good, too. At this so point. One, my condolences on the queen, but, you know. Thank you. 96 Thank you. years. You know, that's right. Pretty good. Right. Pretty good length of time. Hmm. And she worked her uh, arse off, as they say around oh, here. Come on, yep. well, yeah, she did a lot of stuff. She was oh, very she busy, did very what? active. Come on, worked her ass off. Give me a break. Yeah. No, listen. Here's she was someone. everywhere. <laughs> We're going to discuss that. Let's she get did the a show. A lot of handshaking and baby kissing. Wow. Oh, that's tough, man. That's tough. Yeah, you know, that handshaking stuff is 
like they say, it's just like she was everywhere. You know? Whoa, whoa, whoa. 1850 everywhere. I meant that in a positive way. We can tell. Also, and she had uh, 38 corgis in her lifetime. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. BBC or something. Huh. Okay. Well, you know, yeah. She couldn't pass those around to uh, corgi-free families? Wouldn't that be the queenly thing to do? No. She no, they up, go with her now, you know, like they did with the, did they, yeah. the days of the pyramids. Did they put it in the coffin with her? Wow. Oh, she's there That's all, wild. They, you know, they're all going. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Let's spread that rumor. for the ride. Let's spread that rumor that they, you know, whacked a couple of corgis and threw them in the coffin with her. Anyway. It's look. not corgis. It's corgi. Sorry. And they're so cute. Yeah, how about Also, I should say, speaking of cute, is our favorite good witch up there in Sideways New York. Raven is with us tonight. Raven. How are you, Raven? Hey, friends. Thanks for having me. Now, I got to describe the look because we're not a YouTube show, but boy, we should be. I'm saying it's a bun night for one thing. It's if you keep your skirts, bun night. But she also has this tiger, tiger print. That's not real tiger, is it? Print kind of uh, leopard. Leopard. leopard print. Sorry. Tiger print doesn't look good on me. Looks like 1930s Hollywood glamour to me. That's mm. my. Mm. Is that just me? Yeah, it looks okay. good. If you say so. Wow. Well, she um, would look good with. She would look good with a, a headband thing that was all skulls too. She would look good with that. That'd be okay. cool. Yeah, I haven't Let's been able to find down. one like this. Okay. So I just have like this one and like a plain black one. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a good look. I like that myself. Yeah, yeah. I really do. Yeah. It looks get good. Some. And she's got that bun to top it off. The top. It's like a big. It's like an ice cream sundae. You get that oh. bun. It's like a cherry oh. tops it off. All right. Speaking of someone else who wears a bun. Uncle Al is with us, Al Ronaldo. You're a full mechanic, Al. How yeah. you doing? I'm doing great, but you know, like I have enough hair to do a bun. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> we are radio, so they wouldn't have known unless you said that. Uh, you know, it's all in truth and advertising. Okay. You know? All right. How's things with you? Um, you know, I'm doing fine. It was a rainy day here today, so yes. uh, it was quiet. Yes. But, and, uh, and all your cats? I had a peregrine falcon in my backyard this Re- week. Oh, is that right? Yeah, wow. that's what's going He's on. He's decimating... The the bird population. Oh, okay. That sucks. He, he's so fast, and he just comes yep. in and yeah, you see a poof of feathers <laughs> gone, and there's no bird there anymore. You know, it's funny. So, too bad. I don't we, know how long he's going to stick around, but he's doing a job on the local yeah, um, arrows. Okay. We, uh, he's probably making a nest someplace. If he has, he's going to migrate. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, they migrate? Yeah. yeah he's going to huh? follow the, the migrating birds south for the winter. And, Hmm. Keep eating down there somewhere. Why did you eat some of those geese, man? There's thousands of geese where we live. There's thousands of those Canadian geese. What are they going to do with all them? Well, you know, they attract the geese with all the natural uh, wildlife preserves in the area. Well, right? well that's, yeah, they're near one, that's for sure. So, the anyway. Geese love those things. I love that wet. Marshy stuff. Well, they're Canada geese, not Canadian geese. They're right. The the Canada I, I've geese. gotten in arguments with Canadians over it because they said they're not there. You know, they're not Canadian nationals. Yeah, they're not migrating. They just happen to be called Canadian geese. Well, you know, they used to migrate. Now they don't bother. Now they don't bother. What's the point? It's like going to Florida. Why don't they? Why don't they uh, harvest them and feed the homeless? I've heard that brought up before. God. Hmm. I've heard they're really an oily taste. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Great eating. All right. Yeah, see. But I don't know. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I heard. So let's game huh? Tonight, we're going to be talking about a variety of subjects. But beforehand, I get an email very early this morning from the club. And he says, tonight I've written the top 10. 
and it's top 10 things about Mac. Is that what we're looking ahead to? Yeah, Mac, let me, uh, you You want to uh, go over that now? Sure. Is Ra- Raven's going to read it? Is that the angle? Uh, she is. Okay, yeah, if you want to, do you want to plead? I wanted to give you a little background. Okay. As you know, I'm not a big fan of your uh, top 10. Wow. That's and news that to me. that wasn't my original goal here. You know, I know a lot of listeners want have important questions about you. Oh, Things don't. they'd like to know and get answers to. And so I decided to take it on myself. Don't do this. And do uh, research. And I found one of the questions really intriguing. And <laughs> well, you wrote a them. a number of <laughs> answers, very complex answer. Uh, and it ended up that there were actually 10 different situations that related to you on that. So... I said, well, why not we call it the, uh, you know, the top 10, Max top 10. And, okay. and uh, Raven agreed. Yes. And, uh, Thank you, Raven. So, A2, Raven. You're welcome. Okay. And I know, I, I don't think you've heard, but the name of the, the question that we we're dealing with yes. was um, the uh, top 10 reasons why Mac Maloney wears a beard. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so <laughs> what, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to We're going to take a commercial break now in case I have to cut this segment out. <laughs> and uh, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Access Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. Imagine if there was a super secret satellite in outer space that could read your thoughts and alter your reality. Imagine if the U.S. government had no knowledge that this satellite even existed. Now imagine if such a powerful weapon fell into the wrong hands. In the latest adventure of Mac Maloney's best-selling detective series, codenamed Starman, Lieutenant Chris Starr of the Navy's X-Files team is given his strangest case yet. Track down the ghost of a rogue Navy SEAL who holds the secret to the God Satellite. Once again teamed with beautiful Irish detective Mara McCann, Starr finds himself looking for clues from the streets of Rome to a mysterious snow-covered mountain in Arizona to Africa's forbidding skeleton coast. And finally, in outer space itself. But it's only when he realizes a secret vision in the desert points right back to where the case started does Star finally learn what the God Satellite is really about. That's the God Satellite, codenamed Starman, book number three by Mac Maloney, on sale on Amazon and in bookstores everywhere. And listen to Mac's show to learn how you can win a free copy. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio. Now, this is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. Everybody is here, especially the very famous Juan Juan girls. He's here. Hello. I guess you can call me everybody. Mm, Welcome so. aboard. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mac. Um, How's it going? Going good. Got a good summer, by the way? So far. Uh, yeah, you know. I don't know. I can't remember back that far. Um, also, no Coco tonight, no Switchy tonight, but Willie Club is here. Our uh, head of security. Hi, Mac. Hi, gang. It's great to be here. Hey, Willie. I think we've got a real informative night coming up. You think so? Too. You feel that? Yeah, okay. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also with us is uh, Raven, our favorite good witch up there inside. Hi, Raven. Hi. Thanks for having me. She's, yeah, she's, she's heating up the room up there. She's so hot. Look at her. It don't. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
at the Hollywood <laughs> Boulevard. I thought I saw somebody in the back opening a window. And I no. said, I didn't stand it. <laughs> there was someone behind me? Is there? There's somebody behind you earlier. Yeah. Doing the blind or opening the window. Or yeah, I think it's Bob. He must have gone up for a ride. Well, he must have taken Greyhound. Yeah. Also with okay, us <laughs> is your full mechanic, Al Ronaldo. Al is there. Hey, Mac. Hello, everyone. Okay. Hello, Al. Everything good with you? Uh, you know, keeping out of trouble. What's, what's that greenery? Ahead of it, what's right? that greenery I see growing in the background there? Are those are palm trees? Right uh, in back no, of actually, that's out the back window. Oh, okay. The, uh, <laughs> okay. the garden's out the other way. All right. If you see his cats flying through the screen, through the image at some point, literally flying, you know that they've been out at the at the farm, right? They uh, they do they do love my garden. I'll tell you, they, they get down there and start munching away on the leaves. I have to keep an eye on them. Wow. The cats? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. His they cats, go nuts for that. His cats are high all wow. the time. We got we growing catnip out there. Wow. Similar. How about mixing okay. it? All right. Maybe mix it. Anyway, so listen tonight. Uh, club has written a top 10 about moi, and we're just going to get into it. Raven has the top 10. Correct, Raven? I have it right here, okay. so whenever we're ready. Okay, let's stop the music, and let's see how this goes. All right. This is top 10 reasons why Mac Maloney wears a beard. And number 10, he's too cheap to buy a razor. Well, that's true. Okay, hang on. Wow. That's definitely wow, true. Wow, Club, wow. Don't say that, one. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Through, I've carried you <laughs> out of bar rooms, paying the time. Yes and no. All right. Number nine, he's obsessed with Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, wow. That hurt, man. Holy cow. You got eight more of these? Club. The true club coming out. <laughs> yeah. Number eight, Lois told him she's tired of his face. Well, that's well, listen. Can I tell you something? That's not far from the truth, ones. Because we went on a trip. This is many ten years ago, easy. And I thought it'd be funny to shave off my beard. And I figure if it's awful, it'll be grown in by the time we get back. So I, I kind of surprised her, and she ran screaming from the room, like <laughs> who's broken in here? Okay, next, let's go, please. We're gonna have to put uh, sad music. Number seven. On this. He's growing a real hairpiece for Switchy. Oh. <laughs> that's okay. appropriate wow okay huh all right next Fact. please <laughs> that's been the hair system this whole time and no one knew it <laughs> number six uh the hide is acne so that he will no longer be called pizza face wow what the f <laughs> oh holy how i mean these guys from everett i'm telling you i'm just repeating they're, what i hear man they're freaking uh. mean yeah Okay. Number five. Thanks, Club. Wants to conceal his sexual orientation. Oh, wow. Well, I'm doing a good job of it, aren't I? <laughs> I don't know how Beard does that, but. Yeah, me neither. You know, whatever. I don't know. Please. <laughs> Number four. It will sell more books. I wonder if that's true. Hmm. I think it does. He does have the look. You I think mean, so? The man, the beard. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Maybe so. Maybe some, somebody. Yeah. Uh, smarter than me can do a study and they can compare authors with beards and without and see mm. who sells more books. That'd be interesting. I'm going to say authors without beards because half of them would be women, <laughs> right? Hang on. All right. Next, wow. please. What am I on? Number three. <laughs> three. He wants to display a higher social position than JJ. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. That's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
I don't know how we do that either. Unless why don't you have a gray beard, there, dude? What do you dye your you dye your beard to and your soul patch? Who me? Yeah, yeah. I, I grow lousy beards. I tried beards, but um, yeah, I tried. I tried like a goatee kind of thing. Go ahead. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't work. work. But I'm saying, don't have anything you know. to hide, I guess. Why, why don't you? Why don't you? Why isn't your mustache and your soul patch gray though? Gray. It is. I mean, you just can't see it through. Uh, oh, okay. This medium. So are you are you dying it? Of... Are you dying it? Or did you have some chocolate milk or no. something? No, okay. no, I was thinking of dying it though. But I really that's stupid. Hmm. Uh, Raven, please save us. Nice. Uh, number two, aliens don't abduct hairy-faced humans. There you go. Okay, that's the secret all along. Okay. All right. And the number one reason Mac Maloney wears a beard, he's tired of people asking, is that your real face or <laughs> did your pants fall down? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Club, a lot of hidden anger or something. And well, we just take it from what the <laughs> listeners uh, tell us. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, wow. Okay. Who's going to drive me home? Look. <laughs> <laughs> Is, can I tell you the real reason? I hate shaving. I just hate the thought of shaving. Do you know what I mean? And I know these days, like you know, if, giant you, if, pain. if you take Even a few days. Razor? I've tried everything. Yeah, I've tried everything. And and it just does. And I'm just too lazy. I'm literally too lazy. I can barely scrub my teeth in the morning. Yeah, but you got to trim your beard. You can't just. Like I do trim it. I trim it. Like, yeah, but that's you, that's what sucks you trim about it. it. It looks good on you. Yeah, but you got to trim it. It's a pain in the ass, man. And keeping it trimmed is a pain in the ass. So. But that's it. It's pure little laziness and with the cream and all that stuff, you know. Too you know, up, up in my neck of the woods, uh, formerly uh, from you know New Hampshire, formerly, uh, it's sort of like the ZZ Top look. It's like crazy, oh. you know. It's like a, I don't know, hillbilly look now. It's the militia it seems look. To be all the rage, especially if you drive a pickup truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, how about what happened down in the uh, Dolphin Stadium parking lot? Did you see that? No, what Got happened? It was great. They um, were doing a. Um, you know, uh, when they go and celebrate before the game, they eat the, the, tailgating. Yeah, okay. tailgating. Okay. And so some guy uh, was it Hard Rock Stadium? Is that what they yeah, call it? Yeah, yeah. They call it Miami Gardens now. Hard Rock Stadium at Miami Gardens, if you can imagine oh, that. Boy. So one guy left his grill on, and he took out like about ten big trucks and stuff. They're blowing up and the works. Because okay. you see how close they were parked together. That's what happened. Oh, That's why it went like that. He put the grill under his truck. Oh, did he? What? <laughs> they were tailgating, and when it was over, it was time to go in the stadium. Oh, okay. He threw the cover on the kettle and slid it under his truck. Okay. And we're still going. <laughs> Obviously a Dolphins fan. And go ahead. Spread kept going out and out and out further out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no surprises there down there. Yeah, yeah. You ain't kidding. He could have started with Florida Man, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Florida, that, that. That's the OG cryptid right there, yeah, is Florida Man. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, but they 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 beat the Patriots though. That's all that counts. That was. We a, love yep. our Florida listeners too. We get to um, devise a way to figure out. I was thinking the other day. Could you devise a way to think about uh, to to like imagine a football score through astrology, through tarot cards? Is there a paranormal way? We're always told it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Why doesn't it work that way? It works with everything else but gambling. Is that what we're saying, Raven? Raven's shaking her head. I'm not a psychic. Okay. So I I, I mean, unless there, there's, uh, what was the one psychic from like the 90s? 
the Trinidadian lady. I can't think of her name. Oh. Uh, unless you're her, who you can you know predict anything, and it doesn't matter if it comes true or not because she was a swindler. I mean, it it doesn't what work a surprise. that way. Like, I feel like a lot of people, you know, read their horoscopes and do, you know, pull tarot cards like I do. That's mm-hmm. more of like a self care thing for me. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't read other people's cards. Mm-hmm. Um, that takes too much energy for me, so I I just can't do it. Okay. Um, but I'm not a psychic, so I I can't answer to that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to look up her name. That's mm-hmm. gonna bother me now. Okay. All right. Just I used kind- to follow Karnak. Trying to get in there. Mechanic, yeah. Karnak, the Magnificent, or whatever. Yeah, was he on Carson or Letterman? On, on uh, both. Carson. Carson, yeah. Carson, yeah. Uh, funny. And Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon from Lowell Mass, as it turns out. Yep. Wow. So Miss anyway. Cleo. That was who it was. Miss Cleo. Do you remember her? Oh, yeah, I do. She was on Late at Night on TV. Yeah. Yeah, and you could call her, and it was like the first minute was like free. You know, twenty five cents, and then every minute after was like eight dollars or something. <laughs> and then Sylvia Brown was the other one. Oh wow! And huh? they they were psychics, but you know, they really weren't. And it didn't, you know, they made money off of it. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I know I can I can predict this for you. Go ahead. A team is going to win that has jerseys on. Wow. Okay. Write that down. One. Wow. Yeah. Write that down. Okay. That'll happen. Okay. All right. And they're probably going to be from New Jersey or have jerseys on. That's... <laughs> they're going to have jerseys like all the, jerseys the shirts. Right. Okay. okay. All right. We'll all remember right. that. Good. I'll make a note of that. After this bloodbath this weekend, I'm going to take any advice I can get. If it's... Don't watch. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't watch is number one. Believe me. Don't gamble. You know, don't gamble. Might be number two. We don't know. Wow. Yeah, so... I, want, I want some money in the. Uh, Euro millions here at the in the UK. You did two weeks two weeks in a row. No nope. wonder they want to throw you out. Yeah. What? How I've much? Never, I've never won a thing playing a mass millions. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, How much? Uh, twelve dollars and fifty. Uh, twelve pounds fifty. <laughs> okay. Last week and then oh, this week. Yeah, this week so far won uh, two pounds forty. I don't I don't know how many numbers I had to get to win two pounds forty, but I, I must have Sound like a half a number. Rules. You're you're close to a number. So how much? What's a pound these days? Like two bucks. It's uh, it's about a dollar sixteen. Oh oh wow! Okay. It's been a dollar twenty for a long time. Now it's down to a dollar sixteen. Hmm. Okay. Wow. All right. I know over there the people that really screw you are the people who change currency, the currency exchanges. Because when I was over there, I had to like change a bunch of American money into British money, and they they took a big vig on you know on the service like thirty percent. I'm like freaking what? Yeah, because I, I got to do that all the time when I go to the ATM machine. Well, I was doing it with American Express checks, and I think that uh, yeah, uh, you know added, and that was a long story, time ago yeah. too. But uh, it's another show. Look, so uh, what we should talk about a little bit is that this past weekend, uh, some of us were at the Exeter UFO Festival at Exeter, New Hampshire. Um, we had three events. One of them was uh, meet and greet with the fans, which came at the beginning. And then we did uh, Paul Eno's show on uh, Sunday at noon. And then we um, did our own kind of presentation on uh, Sunday afternoon. We we closed up the place, a headline in whichever which way you want to look at it. Uh, Raven uh, had to unexpectedly leave halfway through. Lois sat in for her. We had a good time. Uh, Uncle Al was there. Um, yep. And it was Club and Coco and me and um, Raven slash Lois. Sadly, I wasn't there. 
No, but we talked about you. <laughs> you talked about me. We did. We said, you know, we mentioned you guys, you know, and then uh, went I on. thought that was there in spirit, but yeah, you were. Exactly. Right. I thought maybe we could have arranged like a Zoom screen, you know, you know, 24 inch screen on a chair. Yes. Well, a Zoom platform, and I could have been zoomed in. See, here's the thing. Why couldn't somebody arrange that? Here's the thing, and I also wanted uh, No Belly Button Man to come up with his his snare drum and cut the act, as they say, you know, the live. <laughs> right, but anyway, but I didn't want to go because it's the first time I've done it in a couple of years. But just for people who were there, I would say that next time I think it would be interesting if we did have a big screen, and I think they would do it. You know, because a lot of those people did people did presentations. We could have a big screen, have Juan Juan on yeah. it, and it would be funny, you know. And I think we should have the guy with the snare drum up there because I think by by Sunday afternoon they're ready for a little entertainment, wouldn't you say? I don't know. Those, those people were awful serious. You think so? Yeah, too serious? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a riot, yeah, isn't it? They, they, they are serious. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of smiles, that show. The only I've, I've always been impressed by... There'd be breaks in the action. They'd go out and these form these little groups on the stairways going down there. Yes. Eating their hot dogs. Exchanging and doing these, notes. These yes. amazing little uh, discussion groups. Well, that's what I'd expect sidewalk. there. You know, yes. it, that was my first conference. And I would have been disappointed if people were walking around with pointy things on and costumes. And, well, there's a little bit of that, but it's really well, serious. Not, Even those guys. I was very sad. impressed. Yeah. yeah. It was well and attended. I, I, yeah, absolutely was. And I don't think it would be too much to ask at all to, even if it was just a laptop and we zoom you in or, you know, like say switchy, we could zoom switchy in too. That's, I don't think that would be an issue. And it's so easy to do that we can just do it. But I, know, was, I, I was I should impressed have suggested by, it to uh, the, the leaders yeah. of the organization is, hey, look, I'm not going to be there, but I'd like to be there. Let's set up a screen, put it on the chair, a couple of telephone books. Remember telephone books? But, you know, it's elevated a little bit and uh, about the same level as uh, Mac and the boys. And there I am uh, with my stupid face yeah, zoomed funny. in. Yeah, know. it could be fun. I, I mean, I, 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 you're right. It was, it's a serious crowd. The only well, laugh we is. got is Mac, when you got to, got to remember they paid thirty dollars a person. Yeah, to get led into that place. Yes. So you know the casual, you know, someone's going to go in there and, and goof about it. They're not going to drop. No, they're not. Bucks yeah, they weren't goofing there. about it. That's for sure. These people are, you know, they're going to drop thirty bucks. They're going to go in there and they're dead serious. Yeah. I mean, you look around that crowd, and like, I guarantee you, there were people that were abducted. I mean, there was there was the one guy got up and was telling you guys about you know his military service. Right. Yeah, I got a letter from him. I got to respond to him. You know, I mean, I mean, you you sit in the crowd and you look around you, mm -hmm. and you know there were, you know there were. A good number of people in that building, yes. and they it was you know. And then they get up and say, "Well, what about in 1942 when yeah. you know so and so did this and this happened? Yeah. What do you think about that?" Yeah, I'm like, How about and, you know, you're looking at them and you're like, "Wow, they they they're not reading this. They're pulling this no, no, right they're out. into it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. not you like know, they just watched something on TV and they just kind of recited that just to be cool. No, they've studied it. They've studied they've read it. The yeah. books. Yeah. Yep. 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 They were very They were very knowledgeable and very yeah. serious. But I think yeah. another thing was they were sort of uh, the opposite of Max feelings, and that's one of the things. You know, he was pushing that. You know, there really isn't anything out there. I know. I felt like and these uh, people, uh, yeah. <laughs> like myself, believe that <laughs> there is things out. out there, whether it's the universe or some other place. But uh, these people are all believers. Right, yes. And some of them, 
you know, yes. like you said, Juan, they were uh, <laughs> folks who had uh, experienced something firsthand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they came there not just to blow off a, a weekend. No, no, no. They it was came a... there. They wanted to learn yep. from the speakers, and, and they were very intent. You know, when we talked, you know, the place was very quiet. Yes, true. They listened. They asked good questions. So I was really impressed. I uh, I, I didn't know what to expect, having not been there before. Right, yeah. But I, I, I uh, had a good feel about it. They're very sincere. If, if you wanted the silliness, like on Saturday, they had the costumes. Yes, right. They had a contest yeah. outside. Yes. And people dressed up their pets. And so, you know, there was a, you know, the town embraces it as a, a fundraiser. Oh, mm-hmm. they do. So on Saturday, they really, the whole downtown, all the stores are involved. You walk around downtown, yes. there's all alien stuff in the stores to buy. Yeah, yeah. And, alien hamburgers. You know, those are the people that are there. The alien you know, ice cream flavors. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was also a shuttle bus yeah. that would, uh, for five bucks, I think, you get on the shuttle bus and it would take you to the the exact spot where the incident at Exeter happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, is yeah. what this was all about. Yeah. And all I can think of was you own a house on some side street in, in Kensington and you're sitting home having lunch and a bus, buses start pulling up. And the tall bus goes by. People get out and they're pointing in your yard, and you know, I mean, just up as aliens. How nutty that must be! I would have been out there with an umbrella selling them beers. Yeah, yeah, my dogs. Exactly, you embrace it. So come here, I'll take your picture. It's two dollars, and then because people don't carry two dollars, they'll hand you a five and be like, "I don't have two dollars," and they'll be like, "Well, I guess the picture's five dollars." Wow, I bet there are a lot of people. We should write these ideas down. Abducted. On the day of the UFO. Wouldn't that be festival. weird if you got abducted that particular day? But look at yeah. So anyway, what happened was, so we go up and we do our presentation. Club refers to this a second ago. And I start off, and my presentation is, I don't think the U.S. military knows what UFOs are. I think they have a lot of evidence that they exist, but I don't think they know what they are because, and then I go into my five reasons, you know, the space shuttle. You wouldn't launch the space shuttle if you had anti-grav. You know, you wouldn't have the B-2 bomber, if you know. And I go on to this kind of technical aspect, saying we wouldn't do all these things so expensively and so on if you had secrets from UFOs, okay? And I, I'm looking out at the audience of just kind of people looking at me. Remember that George Goebel quote, did you, did you feel like the world is full of tuxedos and you're a pair of brown shoes? Remember that from the show? I'm looking out, and so then Coco saves me, and he goes, well, I don't agree with Mac because blah, 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 and he gets into it, and once he gets into it, everyone's smiling, everyone's happy, everyone's taking freaking right. notes, yeah. Everyone's saluting him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mac, so yeah, good, really, good cop, bad cop. You place there, Mac. And, yeah, you know, I, I'm the one, I really, I was the, the Mac started, that's how Mac started the presentation. He gets up and says, you know, I really don't think this is whatever. Yeah. And I'm looking around the, the crowd. I'm sitting in it. I'm like, Uh-oh. if I see somebody pull out a tomato, yeah, they're turning. We're gonna have a problem here. Well, might have, might have hit Lois. Yeah. You know, and and I'm thinking, oh, this is boy, oh boy, talk about in church or something. Well, you know? he starts <laughs> off with nothing happened at Area 51. Any questions? Yeah, yeah. Any questions? <laughs> End of presentation. <laughs> yeah, it was. So anyway, so so it also, I I have to thank yeah. Lois. First, uh, stepping in for me, that was much yeah. appreciated. Please, uh, you know, when when she listens, thank you. Okay, all right, I will the thank. The call the Tic Tac video because it really was Tic Tacs. Yeah. Right. 
yeah, she was, you know, kind of amazed by the whole thing as we all were. And then um, at some point during the, um, I guess it was the Paulino show. So we were on the Paulino show at 12 o'clock Sunday. And that's a good show. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. And he's running it. Like and all the speakers are up on the stage. And just the way we sat down, I happened to be the first one again, right? So anytime anyone asked a question, they'd pass the mic to me. And I'd have right. to say something, okay? So say something, then I would, you know, then just pass the mic down, right? And it, so about halfway through, this woman sat down. I forget her name, but she sat to my right, and she was talking about, you know, how many reptilians are on Earth and, you know, the ninth level of aliens and, and you know, angels are involved and rocket ships and all this kind of stuff. It went on for a while. And I'm sitting there saying, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? I just, you know, I'm, I'm telling everyone that. that the military doesn't know UFOs exist. She's talking about reptilians and stuff, you know. So she handed me the um, microphone. I just did that old Mickey Mantle thing. I agree with Lighty and passed the microphone down to the <laughs> She's like, okay. But, I like it when they talk about ancient uh, drawings in caves and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, it's like one of those uh, Moody Blues covers, you mm-hmm. know, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I just think it. I think it's a great little festival that could be a really good kind of medium-sized festival. You know, if you had it in October, when it's nice and fall up there, it's beautiful in that town. It's absolutely beautiful. And I said it in New Hampshire. You get a lot of people in. It's not on on Labor Day weekend when where ninety percent of the people have other plans. Come on, let's face it. Yep. You know, I don't think they could accommodate it. It's a small. Nice little if it was town big, yeah. with a very small town hall. I mean, it held like 50 people. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> we really, there's no place there to to deal with a, a large group, at least from what I could see. Yeah, but they have I think ex- they would have been overwhelmed, Mac, and, you know, that's probably why they, they don't go overboard, you know, uh, you know, advertising it, you know, promoting it mm-hmm. outside of the region. But they have Exeter Academy there, and, and a lot of parents we know, one one and I know, uh, you know, come there and visit. And so there's, there are hotels and stuff there that I could yeah. see how yeah. someone probably says, let's keep it under control. That I can understand. But there are different UFO festivals that are, that are you know, bigger than that, but they're not as good. You know, it's just people up there droning on and on about stuff, and there's no costumes or, you know, UFO hamburgers and stuff. They really do it nice there. They do it very, very well in Exeter. You know, I just wish it was a little, I don't know. Well, no, it's funny because they didn't really embrace it for many years. Right, yes, right. I mean, I remember the incident at Exeter, you know, when I was a kid. I think it was like, what, 1965 maybe or that era. And I was so impressed because I lived two or three towns away. And to me, all the UFO stuff was happening in Arizona or you know, the other side of the country. Right. Yeah. And when I heard that there was something going on in Exeter, New Hampshire, Oh my God, that's like, that's right down the road. I was so impressed. You know, I go and buy the book, you know, like the incident in Exeter. I got to know about this. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because one of the things they, they did in the, in the book, as I remember, was they listed the telephone pole number that was right where the cops were standing watching this thing in the backyard. But they listed the numbers that are on the telephone pole that are like nailed in it. And mm-hmm. I, I'm sure for years that pole got stripped every week. That they put new numbers on it and people come steal the numbers. Yep. Right. Because, you know, why not? <laughs> you know, I got a piece of exactly. Yeah, you get a piece of it. Yeah. Cool. It, yep. was, it was great. And then Benny and uh Benny and Barney Hill got abducted. I think they were in 61. So they've kind of incorporated the two of them 
Mm -hmm. to the that was the journey interrupted i think and then the incident didn't they get abducted around franconia notch or just out of franconia notch something like that yes i'm not sure exactly where but were they almost in the area because they were in, in and transit that was a big topic at the conference again they wanted to talk about uh penny and bonnie so yep it, it's, and it, it still lives on you know and uh, yeah and i mean like there's still skeptics today that you know they don't believe them and and i think that's why it's still such a a topic because it's still being argued like all these years later you know and people still care about it so it's just as relevant it feels well, you know it's funny because i think um the hills were probably if not the first one of the first abductions that was really really investigated and really was you know brought out it wasn't like just shoved under a rug mm -hmm. I, from what I understand, they, they even still have the dress she was wearing when it happened. And, and there's burn marks on the dress. Mm -hmm. that, I mean, you can't tell me they couldn't now go find that. And from, yeah, you know, they did. One, they they did that with her. And the same thing with um, the family that discovered uh, the Flatwoods monster. They kept her dress because it had this like goo stuff on it. Yeah. So if they're keeping it, if they're not going to give it back, look <laughs> at it some more. Yeah. Like, so yeah. It seems like a really simple thing to do. Yeah. Like, and if it's nothing, then it's nothing. Hmm. Just look at it. There was forensic evidence involved, and then there was police involved. Of uh, you know, they weren't a bunch of schmucks or a real policeman. A number of them, like three of them involved, yeah. uh, wrote in the uh, logs. That did you see the guy who sold the comic books about the uh, exer? No, no incident. A pretty good comic book treatment. You have it, yeah. I have a couple of copies. I thought I gave you a copy, Matt. Yeah, maybe. Yep. It's a very it's interesting, pretty, very well done, and they sell that uh, at the uh, at the museum where the submarine is. Oh yeah. The Albacore. Yeah. The, the, the USS Tuna Fish. USS Tuna Fish. You know, the Navy wouldn't call it the Tuna Fish, so they call it the Albacore. Right. <laughs> anyway, look. So anyway, we well, should thank. It's packed in water, isn't it? It is. It's not water. It's out of the water. Um, <laughs> we should thank everyone at Exeter. You know the event staff and everything, because everyone was, you know, it was just, it was just cool. Everyone was very cool about everything, and anything you wanted on the stage, they would get it. Uh, you know, for you, we wanted needed four microphones. It was no problem. That's why I think next year, if we asked for a screen. They would be okay. Our, our good friend Peter Robbins was kind of like the MC of the event. Brother Peter, and um, mm -hmm. it's always interesting to see him. And um, yeah, just he's a good there every year. He's everywhere. That everywhere. Guy. He's everywhere. That guy. Jeez, he's adorable. Had, oh my god, adorable. Okay, all right. <laughs> he is adorable, isn't he? Um, but if but we, which, which guy are we talk about? That uh, adorable Peter Robbins. Yeah. Peter Robbins. Oh, Peter. Yeah. yeah, and he can go on and on and on. That's why he's adorable. Yeah, right. He is a great interview. He's a great author. Plus he's everything. Well, look at his resume. It's yeah. very impressive. Yes. His pages. Yes. Right. He's done everything. He's been all over the world. He's he's gone into so many different areas. I, I was really impressed with yeah, his background. Did you ever hear of... Uh, no, never mind. I won't say You can't make that stuff up. He, I mean, he can't be a fraud. The guy is... The guy's everywhere. He's yeah. everywhere. I love him. He's good to talk to. So... Um, uh, thank you, everyone, at um, Exit New Hampshire UFO Festival. Hopefully, they'll invite us back next year, and uh, it'll be nothing but fun once again. So, anyway, should we take a commercial break now and regroup? And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about who knows what. 
So you're listening to Macaloney's Miltrax, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. There's a monster in Tokyo Bay, hundreds of feet tall and breathing fire. It's able to destroy whole cities, sink entire battle fleets, and knock swarms of jet fighters from the sky. But there's another even more dangerous resident of the bay. A secretive psychopath intent on covering the planet with nuclear-armed booby traps unless the world's population bends to their demands. Meanwhile, a mysterious group of reborn medieval warriors has taken to the air. Strange signals are being picked up from outer space, and witnesses report seeing hundreds of ghost planes flying in the night skies over Tokyo. Sailing off the coast of Japan aboard the United American Navy's mega aircraft carrier, the USS USA, it's Hawk Hunter, the wingman. He must investigate these unusual occurrences while trying to thwart the criminal's apoplectic plan. But will his actions save the planet or lead to World War IV? Find out in Mac Maloney's exciting new novel, The Jericho Storm. Filled with dozens of dogfights, sea battles, and brutal hand-to-hand combat, The Jericho Storm is book 21 in Mac's best-selling Wingman series. Team up with Hawk's longtime allies, as well as a few new ones, including fighter pilots Switchblade Steve Ward and Jocko Johnson. That's Wingman 21, The Jericho Storm. On sale now at your local bookstore and on Amazon. UFOs are found in Renaissance art, on ancient coins, and etched on cave walls. They're even reported in the Bible. But more surprising is when UFOs are seen the most in times of war. Through centuries, thousands of UFO sightings have been made by high-ranking officials, military pilots, and ordinary soldiers. Often, these fantastic appearances occur at the height of great battles. From World War I to D-Day to Korea, Vietnam, and beyond, military investigators are baffled. Why do UFO sightings spike so drastically during wartime? Could it be mistaken aircraft, or is someone, or something, looking in on us? In UFOs in wartime, what they didn't want you to know, Mac Maloney chronicles centuries of these incredible sightings and tries to solve the puzzle of why so many UFOs are seen while humanity is at war. Read about the scare ships, the ghost planes, and the ghost rockets, alien giants in the jungles of Vietnam, UFOs controlling our ICBM bases, dogfights with flying saucers during the Gulf War, and more. 300 pages of unbelievable stories, along with many startling photographs. That's UFOs in Wartime, What They Didn't Want You to Know, by Mac Maloney. On sale at your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Imagine you knew what was going to happen two seconds before it happened. Imagine you lived with the world's most beautiful supermodel. Imagine you drove a Jaguar with machine guns behind the headlights. Well, it's time to stop dreaming and start reading about Navy Lieutenant Chris Starr, hero of Mac Maloney's new best-selling paranormal detective series, Codenamed Starman. Who murdered the most beautiful tea girl in San Diego? Who's bombarding a small Massachusetts town with heavy artillery on Christmas Eve? Who's causing the mass murder of terrorists in the jungles of Africa? These are the cases Lieutenant Chris Starr must solve in the Kalashnikov Kiss, the first book in Mac's exciting new series, codenamed Starman. Follow the Starman as he uses his psychic abilities to crack cases the U.S. Navy has declared too unusual. Find out why the Pentagon calls him the X-Files guy. And what is the wormhole anyway? To find out, get your own tomato can and be ready for action, strange adventures, paranormal activity, and lots of cover models. In Codename Starman, The Kalashnikov Kiss by Mac Maloney. On sale now at Amazon and your local bookstore.
Hey, welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Action Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. And we have a surprise guest with us. But first, members of the posse, uh, girls of very famous one watch here. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Welcome back to the show. No cocoa have tonight. A few laughs already on <laughs> Mac's expense. <laughs> Thank you very much, Wawan. <laughs> I'm here to serve. Uh, also, good. no cocoa tonight. I'll save in the world. Uh, however, Willie Club, our security chief, is here. Hey, Mac, it's great to be here. Still here, even though he did the top 10 earlier in the show. And Yeah, it's good because the listeners now know a lot more about you. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Was that revealing, was it? You'll hear from my lawyer. Let's see. Okay. All right. You're going to get overwhelmed by emails. You think so? Uh, also, well, I'll just, I'll just forward them to you, okay, as security chief. Can you handle them, please? I'll give them the sniff test. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> wow. Holy cow. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, also with us is uh, favorite good witch, Raven. Raven, how are you doing? Oh, hello. I'm doing very good. Thanks for mm-hmm. having me. That's mm-hmm. the uh, Sunset Boulevard look tonight. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm ready for my close-up because she has kind of like this 1930s <laughs> leopard hair thing. Huh? Yeah, I did it just so I could look old Hollywood. It definitely no, no, no. isn't because I didn't wash my hair. Oh, okay. All right. A little, little girl secret well, there. Well, nevertheless, it's very becoming of right. you, Raven. Right. Uh, also. <laughs> you use that term loosely. Okay. Also with us is, uh, though right now, he's soon to be bumped from the telecast because he's holding a cat. <laughs> Uncle Al, your phone mechanic, Al Ronaldo. Al, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Mac. I, how's How's things? Okay. How many hairs did that cat leave on you? How many hairs? Wipe the hair off your uh, shirt there. With the cat. Oh, he doesn't yeah, but, oh, have any hair on oh, him. Oh, come on. They're filthy animals. And, and this house does <laughs> not have hair on him. What do you think? <laughs> also with this surprise oh, guest, and when you know it, he's holding a freaking cat too, is that uh, we're going to give him a round of applause. Joining us for the first time in a number of weeks, Switchblade Steve Ward. Let's hear it from him. Come on. Switch. You'll sweeten that up in post. Oh, right? you got it. You got it there, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you doing there, Switcherino? Uh, I am uh, beyond wonderful. Yes, yes. Busy. He looks good. Look at him. He looks better than the rest of us, doesn't he? He looks, he looks 10 years younger. What yeah, the hell happened? He does. Well, no, there's probably a new hair system, but we're not going to get it. Before Club that. says anything, I, I no. do have my uh, shaggy wig on to make it look like my hair is getting longer. Really? I need a haircut to kind yeah. of keep up the illusion. Next up. Oh, I like the. A wave. It really, yeah. it really be. It looks good on you, I should say. You know the well, next. I had, to, I had the wig styled by a professional. <laughs> yeah, you can see that. The path is a little narrow, but it, I still like it. Wow. Hey, this yeah. didn't come from uh, Woolworths. You know, this is a professional wig. That, okay. That's clearly a very expensive wig. Yeah. Wigs yeah. are not cheap. Interesting. Yeah, no. Well, switchy. This isn't a Ben Cooper costume <laughs> wig. You know what I mean? Thirty seconds in, switchy. They're already on you. Yeah. Well, listen, I think the next step for Switch is a bun, right? If he has a bun, will he convince everyone? I mean, you can put anything in a bun, though. Yeah. You can put a wig in a bun. Oh, re- oh re- you, really? You put yeah. anything in a bun. Another girl's hmm. secret. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, I put, I put my I, dog's ears in a bun sometimes because they're so long. I can just pick them up and oh put them right God. in a little bun. Wow, that sounds like animal cruelty. But I know what happened to him at the end. They drove off a cliff, right? Exactly. Well, I will be doing that before I get a man bun. Hmm. <laughs> okay, Switchy, coming First right out, all, of, right out yes. of the gate. Okay, cool. But you, know, wait. you know, you can get you can get a good uh, a good hair uh, appliance. It's a funeral parlor. 
Okay. okay. <laughs> Write this down, Switch. I'm going to. Uh, right, yeah. I'm going to uh, make that appointment in a, a, a long ways from now. Right. Yes. Put in your calendar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I spent a little time in funeral powers. Yeah, so I know. We know that. That's yeah, another show. But what, 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 what are you saying? That they take the wigs off the dead people and resell them? The wigs off no, the they, dead they people? No, they put them on them to, and they, they get a hairstylist to come in and make them look good. Go ahead. And then what? You know, in case there was something wrong with the head. They right. Gotta, but what? What have? How can he get discount wigs at a funeral home? You mean they sell them? They don't bury them? Well, then it's part of the part of the plan. <laughs> you know, pay to have it done. Why would you want to bury them with it? It's a waste of a waste money. Of, you know, give it to someone like so crazy. Well, who really well, needs it. the clothes is a waste of money. Wow. Burying them with their jewelry is a waste of money. <laughs> well, we know what happens there, right? Listen, yeah. anyway. Instead, you just shove them into a a retort. Yeah. Turn yeah. it up. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Wow. This we went. Keel. <laughs> we really oh went down that road, didn't we? Look at now, uh, now switch, please. Okay, didn't you say that cat had fleas? Didn't you tell me earlier the cat had fleas? And look well, they, they got this awesome flea color now, and, and oh. the fleas have, have moved off into the next county. He's licking it and everything, folks. It's awful. <laughs> and you got two of them, right? Well, yes, I do. That was the other one. That's Keel. Keel. What's the oh. other ones? What's the other one's name? Rosie. Rosie. Interesting. Oh, huh? Keel and Rosie. Huh. So cute. That's the name she came with. Okay. Are they brother and sister, or are they going to uh, get it on at some point in the future? They're brother and sister, and, <laughs> and they will go through a procedure. I've already met the vet. He's a uh, an old-fashioned country animal doctor. Raven is uh, uh, He will make it impossible oh, really? for them to uh, reproduce more fur balls. <laughs> okay. I had a follow-up question. I will my beer uh, okay. <laughs> at the screen. Sorry about that. Something about cats. I don't know. So anyway, okay, Switch, that's cool. You're joining us. Everything, uh, you know, more or less is okay. What's going on at the graveyard across the street? Anything? Uh, uh, nothing. You know, I, I thought maybe the uh, – I would go into the kitchen and uh, some of the drawers would be open. Well, mm. it turns out it's not a, a disembodied ghost. It's Keel, my cat. Yes. He jumps up on the on the drawer and he uses his weight to pull the drawer back. Then he gets in. He works his way up to the counter. Hmm. When I'm preparing their food sometimes, he's up there already across the counter ready to, to savor it. Freaking cats, man. They are smart. I, I'm not a cat cats person. Cool. I'm not a cat person at all. But cats are smart. It can learn stuff in, in, like in, a, in minutes, in seconds. Mm -hmm. They just figure stuff out. Like squirrels are the same way. I know they're not even related. But they kind of figure stuff out very quickly, you know. And if it doesn't work, they try something else. If it doesn't work, you know, but cats, mm -hmm. wow. So, uh okay. So, so these are kittens, right? They were, uh, yeah, they, they, they were born uh, Memorial Day weekend. I can't believe I'm asking about Aww. cats. And how big are they going to grow to? How big will they grow to? Uh, I, I don't know. One's bigger. The the the, his, the brother is bigger than his sister. He's going to push her around. Uh, she's she's kind of a little pipsqueak. Mm -hmm. So and, now that we're talking uh, so about I, God only knows. Uh, hopefully they don't get the size of a cougar. That would be uh, <laughs> that'd be cool. Bad. And let me while we're talking about cats, I want to throw it over to, to Al for a second. Al. Very quickly, Sorry. can you tell everyone your cat uh, waste disposal system, please? Oh, um, we have at this point four big cats. Big cats, and uh, they're all siblings, by the way. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so you had to put that in. Go ahead. Very small house. <laughs> um, so the the main litter box that they use is in one of the eaves of the house, and is a, a door about three feet by two feet that I can open to get in and take care of it. But there's a small, maybe eight inch by five inch opening that they can come in and go in and out of. Yes. And uh, so uh, they were getting a little 
uh, heavy on the litter box. So I ran some flex pipe from the second floor where the box is down through the rafters and down into the basement. And I hooked it up to a bathroom fan, like you would have in a bathroom. <laughs> yes. And then yeah. I ran uh, another flex hose out to the back of the house. Go ahead. With the little vent thing like your uh, dryer has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They open and close. So I put a motion sensor in with the litter box. <laughs> Come on. And uh, so every time one of them walks into the, that little area with the box, the motion sensor kicks on and it turns the fan on for five minutes. So the cat goes in and does his business and then leaves. And then the fan keeps blowing the offending odor yes. out in the backyard. Nice. Can, right. I, can I just say three words? In the backyard. Can I just say three words? Ready? Go fund yeah. me. Go fund me. You could get. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, there are people who would bring you into their house and say, put this in for me. Yeah. Or Shark Seriously. Tank. Yeah. Something. Oh, yeah. I mean, Seriously. when you have an 18-pound cat, you know, and a 17-pound <laughs> wow. cat, 15-pound cat, really? and a 14-pound cat, when they go, they're not messing around. They're not messing around. Um, um, <laughs> wow. Uh, How does a UFO show? They don't push their foot around, do they? <laughs> How does a UFO show start talking about, you know, cat waste, et cetera? Cat poop. Oh. <laughs> So wow, wow, okay. Oh, don't, oh, don't, don't, don't. Oh, look at him. He's, and boy, is he enjoying himself? Look at him. She's the little. She was the baby of the litter. Oh, really? She's now the biggest at eighteen. Eighteen pounds. She's a. My God. That's like a turkey girl. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, well, uh, I'll try to describe what's going on here. Oh, like, look at that face. There's an enormous cat. She's like, give me treats. Put yeah. you down and give me treats. I came in a UFO, it and, looks like. So. And I know that Mac loves cats so <laughs> much, I keep telling him, come over and yeah. you can spend some quality time. No, with yeah. them. Yeah. I bet it's really hard for you to get Mac to like leave your house because he loves cats so, so much. He probably oh just God, wants to yeah. stay well, all day. Yeah. That's, the, that's the first thing he asks okay. me every time. Where are the cats? cats? Where, can I see them? <laughs> yeah, where's Gwen? Where's Robin? Where's Does this guy have a beard you're talking about who comes up and asks these things? Because no, I'm just not a yeah. cat person. You know what I mean? They're just, do you know what I mean? There's some people who are cat people, and I'm just not a. I don't know. See, Mac, you'd have to know the right cats. Yeah. Oh, don't tell me Absolutely. this. Absolutely, because I was don't. not a cat person, no, and then I got Friday. And let me tell you, I am a cat person now. Mm-hmm. I will. Hell, do, I will. I will die for that cat. Oh my gosh! What you What you need to do is look up the breed characteristic of oh. a Norwegian forest cat. Anyway, that's yes. what these four guys are. And okay, they are the thing. All right. Are, are they lab cats? Uh, oh yeah, they're, they're all over you. Well, Mac, there you go. <laughs> So anyway, switch. Uh, what's going yes. on with you? Do you? You have a uh, isn't the um, a festival down there coming up pretty soon? Yep, uh, uh, this coming weekend. This weekend, um, the, the Mothman Festival is yes. back after a, a hiatus of a couple of years, and uh, I'll be speaking on Sunday. Nice. Um, wow! Uh, I'm not doing much work on the TNT uh, this year, but yep. uh, I'll be. I, I can uh, fortunately, I, I don't have to drive there yes i don't have to didn't have to get a motel room months early haunted motel room stroll you live there now my yes. actually side door go down the side street Jeez. hit main street and walk down and, and i'll be there you're there wow once your fans That's know awesome. where you live won't there'll be a crowd of fans outside your new house so. I, I, i'm also getting ready for the van meter visitor festival uh-huh. which follows the next weekend mm-hmm. and uh i uh 
I'm going to be the master of ceremonies there. I won't be speaking this wow. year, but I had to. Uh, uh, I, I know you you love uh, want me to keep talking about the cats, but I I had to find a place where I could I board don't. them. <laughs> oh, so, see what happens. Because see what's up. I wasn't just going to let them outside and run rampant. You know. Wow. Yeah, you board you board them enough. They need a change of pace. They no listen. So so for, so you're, you're you're wait a minute wait 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 switch remind okay. everybody where the Mothman festival yeah and everything is located. the Mothman festival is deep in the Ohio Valley in Point Pleasant West Virginia on the banks of the Ohio River across from Gallipolis Ohio mm. and across from the Silver Bridge the new Silver Bridge because the first one of course collapsed back in 1967 what's the biggest city near there. On either side. Um, well, the Charles, Char Charleston and Huntington aren't too far away. Uh, they're pretty big cities, right? West Virginia. Okay. And how many people, I mean, so they have the Mothman Festival this week, and how many people show up? I mean, it's this is what I well, imagine it, the Exeter Festival should be, basically, it, we were talking about earlier. It, it, it has been something like ten or 12,000. Oh, wow. And <laughs> you know, on, on the Facebook <laughs> Maybe page not that where fast. it says how many people are interested, how many people are going, something like 31,000 people are interested <sighs> Uh, about 5,000 are committed to going. And, you know, they're, they're expecting anywhere from ten to 15,000 this year. Uh, I got to uh, say something. I have to apologize to Club Club. You're absolutely right. Exit in New Hampshire couldn't handle that and on their best no, day. Well, absolutely not. Wow. Do you expect a, a Mothman sighting next weekend? Do you think he's going to drop in? Real if one real gets there, they, they need to get there early Saturday. Buy their ticket for the, the TNT Hayride. Because there are three of us, myself, Brittany Sayer, and Jeff Wansley, who co-founded the Mothman Festival. We take people, uh, there's three tractors that line up at the Farm Museum on the on the edge of the TNT area and uh, pulls three carts. Jeff has the only proper hay ride. He actually has bales of hay on his. Brittany and I have what I call the old man carts with nice, comfortable seats. That's what you want. Okay. And so, but we take people into the dreaded TNT area where the Mothman was seen. Now, usually there are men in black there with their fedoras, black suits, and dark sunglasses that try to turn you away. Fortunately, these guys are a little more like the Keystone Cops than the actual dreaded men in black. Mm -hmm. But I should I would say that there's a, a likely going to be a likely Passover of the Mothman at some point on that ride. <laughs> it's a real creepy area in the daytime. Mm -hmm. It is super creepy at night. Yes, yeah, I can understand that. Hmm. So how how much do you have to pay him for a uh, appearance these days? What's his appearance for Mothman? Uh, Mothman? Yes. Well, he has. Uh, he, he has a couple of guys that fly him. Uh, he doesn't really get anything oh, out of it. You know, they, uh, they don't either. They, they're the unsung heroes. They hide behind the old acid plant. They have this ingenious delivery system with a, a low tech with a hand crank. Mm -hmm. and, and his eyes are lit up with, uh, uh, with, with battery power. And they've got this really cool sound effect, which I will not disclose on the air where they got it wow. because uh, they haven't paid any residuals and they could be arrested or incarcerated. And uh, cool. they, we can't have that. They've got to be there. They portray the men in black by day. These are the the, the, the infamous Frick brothers, John and Tim. Okay. Uh, by day, they're the men in black uh, during the festival. Yep. And by night, they fly the Mothman. Wow. Okay. So they're uh, double agents. Interesting. So how much, uh, how, how much do people have to pay for, like – do you pay one ticket? That's it. Or do just, you go? just, just, just. Uh, the only thing that costs money is the uh, uh, hayride, and it's five bucks. Yeah, five, yeah. huh? Yikes! It, it's it. It really is. It really is worth it. It's uh, it, it's uh, 
it's call it history, call it folklore. Mm. It's a very interesting. Well, there is a lot of history there. I mean, that's where they used to uh, create munitions for World War Two, and they yep. had they still have those hundred uh, bunkers or, or or concrete igloos we call them yep. uh, spread throughout the area. Most of them are accessible, but uh, anyway, and there's there's some uh, remnants of some of the old structures there too. Is that what TNT and did? Richard Gere to uh, show yeah, up? He was in he was in the movie. Well, um, he, should, he ought to be there. Oh, perhaps, wow. perhaps he should. Um, that would be what a what a yeah. Maybe he has other things to do. I don't know. You could ask him. You never know. These yeah. people would fly hey, in. You, why do we need Richard Gere? You got me. That's true. There you go. <laughs> That's Richard. why I asked. So, Switchy, uh -oh. listen. Let me ask you this though: Is the TNT area? Is that why they call it TNT? Because they used to make explosives there. It, yeah, it was originally the uh, something ordnance works or whatever back yeah. in the forties when they, they had this huge complex there. I can't remember the actual name, but it's it's been nicknamed the TNT area for decades. So listen, for people don't, who don't know, and maybe there are some people that are really not sure about what Mothman is, based, let me give the elevator pitch. You correct me, Steve, okay? Basically, people started seeing in uh, the early 60s um, or so this you know creature, this, this huge kind of... Um, more of an owl-like creature, huge, but people, you know, tabbed him, the Mothman. But he would do all these very kind of weird things. He would make these appearances. He had red eyes, but he would he would fly very fast, but without flapping his wings. That's the whole thing. He was he was a humanoid with with big wings. If you if you remember Hawkman from the DC comics, he kind of looked like him in a way. But he would do things like he chased a car once at ninety miles an hour without flapping his wings and stayed up with it. You know, no problem. He scared a lot of people. A lot of strange things are happening in that town um, when he was around, when he was making these appearances. He, uh, John Keel wrote a great book called The Mothman Prophecies. It was actually made into a movie with Richard Gere. A lot of people liked the festival. 15,000 people expected. I mean, it's it's just an interesting, weird, unexplainable story, right, Switchy? How's that? Yeah, that, that's that's pretty good. It was uh, he did flap his wings sometimes, but there are times when he didn't. Uh -huh. uh, six or seven feet tall, uh, vaguely manlike, uh, ten foot wingspan. Uh, the the wingspan was probably wasn't big enough to lift something yeah. that size. Right. Uh, sometimes it would put its wings behind it, take off straight like a helicopter. Uh -huh. a, a bird of any description has to get kind of a running start usually right. to, to get, uh, especially something that big. Um, he. Uh, so the uh, and John Keel collected a little over a hundred reports that year, uh, sixty-seven to sixty. I mean, sixty-six to sixty-seven, mm -hmm. and the the descriptions were mostly the same. Now, one witness, Tom Urie, saw a thunderbird. Basically, it was a large bird he couldn't identify. Mm -hmm. They had about a ten to twelve foot wingspan. But the thing about the Mothman, by, by the way, uh, it didn't look anything like a moth. Right. It was just something that a, a very creative copy editor uh, must have dubbed him. We still don't know who that mysterious person was. Mm -hmm. he, he probably went to uh, South America after that. Really? But uh, the thing is, the, the Mothman had uh, some very strange properties. Uh, it, like I say, it biologically, it didn't kind of work with the... Uh, uh, the, the wingspan, right. not quite right. Uh, some people that uh, were close to it, uh, a few people told John Keel that it uh, that they were heard something like a, a humming noise or maybe something mechanical. Mm -hmm. uh, but then also that the strangest thing is that uh, there was a, a Swedish researcher named Franzen. He was a uh, 
a, a colleague, at least from a distance at first, with John Keel. Mm -hmm. he, he's the one that got, uh, when Keel wrote Operation Trojan Horse, he talked about the uh, ghost flyers yes. and uh, the, the ghost planes. And uh, he uh, he did a lot of research into Swedish newspapers to get Keel that information. Mm -hmm. Well, he followed Keel a year or two later into the Point Pleasant area and re-interviewed and found more witnesses that saw the Mothman. Wow. One of the things they both found was that many of the witnesses experienced a, an outbreak of poltergeist phenomena, oh. poltergeist activity in their homes. So how do we explain this? There, there was one man that uh, he was a, a town official. They didn't uh, uh, name him, but he on his front porch, he saw this thing, the Mothman standing on in his front yard. And he went into a trance and lost time for about 10 or 15 minutes, having no idea what happened. So and, and one other thing, uh, Connie Carpenter, one of the original witnesses, yes. after she saw the Mothman take off from the Mason County golf course, she experienced conjunctivitis, the the, the red eyes, the eye burn, okay. which is usually associated with a close proximity of a UFO. But mm. in this case, she saw some kind of a uh, unknown cryptid. I mean, wow. it's very interesting in, in what you're saying, and uh, not to step on you there, but like what gets me is that it seems like not only are you a witness of something that, you know, quote unquote, shouldn't be there, but there's kind of like a resi residue, you know what I mean? It's going to follow you into some kind of haunting yeah, a house. The residual effect of the Mothman experience. Right, yeah, yeah, it stays with you. I mean, it's almost like... You've been splashed on from another universe or something, and you got to, you know, you know what I mean? And weird things are going to happen to you for a few days. A lot of people say that about the UFOs. They see UFOs, and all of a sudden, the you know, TV goes berserk, and, you know, stuff just happens to them two or three days later, you know? Switch, when was his last appearance? I'm sorry? When was his last appearance? When did. Uh, there, there's a few people that uh, said they saw something in the 90s at that kind of time period. There's, there's just a, a handful of uh, of sightings, and it's not clear as to whether or not it's exactly the same thing. There's a lot of winged creatures or apparitions or or or, or, or unknowns that are are seen, mm -hmm. but very seldom do they look like this creature did. This this Mothman. Um, so I I don't know. Uh, you know, there was a, a Jeff Bonsley in his book uh, interviewed a gentleman whose name I don't recall, but it was sometime in the 90s. He hadn't uh, he lived in the area, but he'd never been out to the TNT area. Mm -hmm. He drove by there one tight night and he saw a uh, a large bird like thing pass over. Uh, didn't really get a good description of it, but perhaps it was the same thing. It seems like whatever was going on there at that time, but people still have paranormal experiences in that area. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it seems like things have tapped out whatever was whatever happened there uh the you know they hit there are all kinds of strange lights ufos going overhead it was a super active time but it just seems like most of that has dissipated although there are uh, there are areas in west virginia and that air that that uh general that general area where yeah. people still experience a lot of uh very strange things raven is uh she has her hand up like in class raven go please you have a question i mean I, I just wanted to, because we were talking about how Mothman flaps his wings. He doesn't flap his wings. You know, he's like a humanoid mm. uh, being. But I want to point out, he also has an ass that won't quit. Well, wait a Based on that, that picture you, you sent me, I mean, 
literal buns of steel. I, wait oh. a minute. I sent you an ass picture. Wait a minute. You know, they, yes, they, yes, that you happens did. a lot these days, it turns out. <laughs> you emailed out. it to me. <laughs> oh, that's right. I guess. Okay. Well, that was, uh, yeah. You know, I was standing there with my Mac Maloney t-shirt on. Yes. <laughs> um, Just a coincidence. Well, see, the thing is, that that's from the Mothman statue, which, which sits in the heart of Point Pleasant, yes. right next to the Mothman Museum. Yes. And it's a very stylized representation of the Mothman. Who's the model? The, the Mothman, the, the actual drawing is kind of boring. So when you get, you know, you can't do the same thing on, on a T-shirt. you got to have the variety. <laughs> well, you well, buns of steel. Why not? He's a Mothman. Well, the sculpture, there's even a T-shirt that references the shiny hiney of Mothman. <laughs> and when I wow. when I work at the museum, oftentimes I'll go out there to, to greet people that are taking their pictures. And, you know, you'll get a group of people that, I want to get a group picture, but one of them has to take the photo. So if I'm there, I offer yes. an extra charge, part of the service, uh -huh. to, to take the picture of the entire group. And I always point out, because a lot of them don't know uh, about the, uh, the full Monty, so to speak, of the Mothman. So I tell them that they need to step around behind the statue, and they, they usually get quite a, a chuckle out of it. Now, there has been a couple times, and I have no explanation for this, Go ahead. when somebody has put a quarter See, back there. See, that's just wrong, man. That's wrong. And it just it, it stays there until somebody takes it. Now... <laughs> I don't know why anybody takes it. I don't know if it's good luck or bad luck. I, I wouldn't. It's not wouldn't good go luck anywhere near that. But. Okay, good. Wow, that's it a very a part of a lot of jokes, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, you know, the, 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 like for example, the truth is revealed in the end. Oh wow! <laughs> See, it's, it's switchy. Part of Shakespeare. Listen, let me ask you something. So, are you saying that that the, that the the what's what's going on with the front of Mothman? If the front of Mothman? Is he like Ken, like a Ken doll, like a G.I. Joe doll? Not the, no. Not the he could be non-binary. Is he really? Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, he does look like a Ken doll. Yeah. It does? Yeah, Ken doll. Got the Ken doll thing going. Okay. All right. That's yeah. all right. You know? But he can stick a you know, car in his they ass. They, they really, it, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a public place. It's, it's a family outing. If they were to do something, you know, anatomically correct, that would be a violation of really? the penal code. Okay. Especially these days, you're probably playing it safe. That's good. So uh, that's cool. That's really good. And you're right in the center of the universe down there, the Mothman. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Huh. It's going to be crazy. Now, his, <laughs> his, there's an app crazy. for that. You can download the Mothman app. Mm. Well, you know, you can you see the lowdown. That they have a 24 7 uh, uh, camera where you can see people. In fact, a friend of mine took some still shots of me out there talking to people yes. by the statue. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool, that's man. That's really cool. I like that. <laughs> Yeah. Also, uh, Jeff has a, a, a up there's the in the Mothman Museum. There's another floor, and if you look at if you look at the side of the building and the window up on the second floor, he's got a, a mannequin of a man in black there with his uh, black suit, fedora, dark sunglasses, looking out the window. Yeah, cool. And it's really cool at night because they leave the light on at night, and you can see this guy surveilling you. I know, it's a, it's nice a real, touch. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's a real American story. Crazy. You know what I mean? It's real. Got a lot of not Americana, but it's it could only happen in America. Let's put it that way. You know, so so. <laughs> well, you right, know what? Big it's the world's only Mothman museum, yes. and Jeff, Brittany, and I are the only tour guides at the only Mothman festival in the TNT area. Wow! It's wow. really we really are in a league group. We only, only put the put the seals to shame. Okay, well, not really. But uh, we don't really, you know, we don't do, we don't go underwater. Oh, oh those and, and seals, we don't okay. fight bad guys. So that doesn't really oh, oh. figure. Switchy. Back on fire. Well, that's cool, man, because I've always loved uh, Mothman. I was talking to our good friend Jim Frankel today, the literary agent who's on every once in a while. And he and another editor were actually um, the editors involved in getting the book. 
the Mothman prophecies to to the movies. And the movie's okay. I mean, you know, I expected the movie to be really kind of bad, but it was not bad. It wasn't bad. No, it was it, it, they captured, you know, John Keel was uh when he when he read the the screenplay by Richard Haddam, he told a, a friend of his, I think it, the lady was uh his literary agent, but mm-hmm. at any rate she said that that he was so excited. He was he was actually giddy mm. because of, of all the the screenplays he went through. They turned Mothman into a monster. Yes, yes. Uh, he he felt that they got the essence. You know, they updated it with the modern day. They mm-hmm. he got his the, his character married, but he felt that uh, they they captured some of the essence of the book. It's... And the one thing he told Art Bell when he was on Coast to Coast AM yes. promoting the movie is that they really captured the feeling of paranoia yes. that he was experiencing during this this uh this time. It's more of a mystery. It's more you know what I mean? It's not a monster movie. It's more of a like eerie, crazy, what's going on here type movie. Right. I thought they did that pretty good, you know. So but anyway, Mothman Festival this weekend, cool. Uh, why don't we take a fresh uh, break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. So until you hear us next time, this is Mac Maloney for the entire gang saying, be safe, be happy, and... Bye-bye. Okay, the show's over. Hey, Cobra, where are we going to eat tonight? Well, gentlemen, what do you feel like? Chinese, Italian, sushi? How about we go where they have the best hamburger in the world? And where would that be, one one? Only the Starboard Galley. Starboard Galley? They're a great seafood place, but they're in Newburyport, and we're in Exeter. But they're only 20 minutes away down Route 95, and believe me, they have the best hamburger in the world. Let's go. Okay, boys, license and registration. Mr. Fire, you clowns going to the circus? We're in a hurry just to get the best hamburger in the world. And where's that, Pally? That's the Starboard Galley in Newburyport. The great seafood place? Yes, but they make a great hamburger, too. And they start with the best beef. Super fresh buns. Great toppings. Plus, it's only 20 minutes away from Mexico, 25 from Portsmouth. Not with a police escort, buddy. Light them up, Switchblade. Starboard Galley. They're here. That's the Starboard Galley, 55 Water Street, Newburyport. Great seafood and the best hamburger in the world and tell them Juan Juan sent you. Where is the Sea of Moons? Is it on the moon? Or in a haunted part of the Pacific Ocean? Or is it just in our heads? What if you dreamed of meeting a beautiful Irish girl, but she turned out to be a cop? What if you dreamed that you were on TV 24-7, but only the government knew the channel? And what if you dreamed you were shipwrecked on a deserted island and rescued by five lovely castaways, only to have some real pirates ruin the party? Then you should wake up and read The Sea of Moons, the latest installment in Mac Maloney's best-selling series, codename Starman. Follow the adventures of U.S. Navy Special Agent Chris Starr as he travels the globe using his special ESP powers to solve top-secret mysteries. First in Ireland, then in Tahiti, and finally to Hollywood, where Chris and his girlfriend Angel discover the only spooks inside an old haunted house belong to the CIA. That's Codename Starman, The Sea of Moons by Mac Maloney. On sale on Amazon and in bookstores everywhere. We've all heard of Area 51 the U.S. government's top-secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52, or 53, or 54? 54, 54.
How about Tonopar Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network, this is Macaroni. What a show we have for you tonight. In the house, in the Zoom house, as the kids say, very famous Juan Juan is here. Hello, Mac. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's been fun so far. So far. No, as always. As always. No Coco. Yeah, it's been fun so far. I get plenty of time for to, to crash <laughs> and burn. We've still got a lot of time left there, brother. Uh, no Coco. Uh, however, Switchblade Steve is with us, our national correspondent. Switch. Great to be here. Mm-hmm. You look good. He looks good. You know he has a couple of cats. Looks excellent. He's looking okay. Any scratches on your face? Any kind of uh, mayhem going on there with those uh, rodents? You brought uh, uh, well, when I was uh, wearing shorts, uh, they uh, don't differentiate between flesh and cl- and so, clothing. Oh wow! So uh, sometimes they would uh, uh, get a running start, <laughs> really? get a little traction on the legs. Really? <laughs> oh, it sounds so pleasant. Uh, also, speaking of pleasant. Our uh, security chief, Willie Club, is here with us. Willie. Hi, Mac. Hi, folks. Yeah, it's a great show tonight. And then, you know, you bring Switch in, and all of a sudden it really right. goes to the uh, the peak. Yeah, that's you right. Know, it's with his new look, I, I think it's great. The new look is uh, like the old look, just looks new. Uh, also with us, our favorite good witch up there on Sideways New York, Raven, is with us. Hi, my friends. Thanks for having me. Hello, Raven. Got the bun. Hello. Got the bun going and so on. And uh, I just want to say one thing about Raven, but let me introduce also uh, Uncle Al, the kitty's pal, UFO mechanic. <laughs> everyone. Now, yeah. that's an old reference. Al Ronaldo. How are you doing there? Hey, uh, doing great. Doing mm-hmm. great. Okay. Is the island still socked in with fog? Because that's what it was all day today. It was really kind it of nice. It was pretty foggy here all day. I, I looked on the phone. There was a weather alert. Mm-hmm. And I looked to see if you know what it was supposed to be. It said severe fog. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Look, you can't see three feet in front of you. And then you move off the island, and there's uh, it's clear blue yeah, skies. It's, yeah, kind of weird. Clear as day. Yeah. Right. Here we go. All right. Was that Switchy's phone? <clears throat> Not as far as you know. Okay. Uh, so anyway, so uh, Al's with us. The whole gang is here. I can go back to Raven. Now, we were, uh, Raven was up uh, last weekend. Um, we did the uh, UFO Festival in Exeter, New Hampshire. Had a good time. She unexpectedly had to leave, but... 
Before she left, we all went out to the very famous beachcomber on Plum Island. A bunch of us. Lois was there. Lonely Larry was Otherwise there. Otherwise known as Tacoma. Tacoma. Spelled C-O-M-A, by the way. And also, um, we were at a table, and uh, the waitress came by, and I look across the table, and there's the waitress carding. Carding. Raven. Looking for ID. Okay. Unbelievable. And she was a glow. But there's more yeah, to the story. I don't remember when I was carded last, actually. Okay. So what? there's more of the story. There was, uh, I must have been you know, eating an <laughs> onion ring or something when this happened. What happened? Tell us, please. <laughs> Every detail. Well, well first of <laughs> Sl- all, let me slowly. preface this by saying I had already had two very strong adult beverages okay. at Uh-oh. Mac's house at Mac's before house. going to the coma. Castle Mac. Go ahead. So... And I was already one beer in at the coma. It was a really good blueberry beer. Oh. I don't remember the brewery, but it was really good. And so I was getting another one, but I had my my backpack with me. And I, I remember turning around to get something out of my backpack. And I, you know, reached this way. And I accidentally <laughs> grazed the waitress. Yeah. You know, like, like you know, Say grazed it. her like a, like a boy trying to... Yeah. Get a cup of feel. Wow. <laughs> like, I'm so we're all, sorry. We're all adults. We're all adults. <laughs> so please, bad. you're on the radio. You have to paint the, your words have to paint a picture. Please tell us what happened. When she said that, I knew exactly what uh, bartender she was talking about. Okay. All right. Okay, one so one, one, one has ESP. Max said he didn't remember the waitress. And I said, I know this waitress. And oh. it is the first time I've met her. And I forget she, her name, but I know her. I, so I, so yeah. you, you happen to uh, graze her, her breast, let's say. How's that? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I I I felt the booby. Felt the booby. Big, t- big time. Big time. Great name for CD. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Really. So and did then she, she carded, carded you. you? <laughs> then this, this was this happened after I got carded. So I, oh. I got carded. I, I already had like a beer and I was like going to get another one. I don't remember what I was like getting my getting out of my backpack, but it was like on the back of my chair. Go ahead. And I just like reach and like I was talking to Lois, so it was kind of like. Wasn't really paying attention, yes. and I was looking this way, and I was reaching this way, and yeah. Where was I? What was I doing? I, I usually the radar is usually on all the time. I just <laughs> well, I said, missed you the, But you were talking to LL. Oh, that's probably okay. about something stupid. I was in a trance. No, you were yep. talking to me. So okay, all right. this happens. Wow, this and she's grabbing waitresses. What's the matter with me? Okay. It was a lot of fun. It was a. It, it's a good place. If you I can imagine a bar right on the experience. beach, it's the beach coma. Coma. It was very fun. You know, you know, Mac, we have a neighbor who, um, during the infamous blizzard of 78. Yes. Oh, remember it well. He, he lived right near, you know, where he lives now. Yes. Right next to us. So uh, him and a few of his friends, since every road in the state was closed, they put on um, basically waders and they walked down to the coma. Big boats, big boats. Yep. Two and a half feet of water in the coma. <laughs> And they stood there and they played pool. Yes, yes. This and is the uh, bar was open. Yeah, really? oh, of course it it's open. Yes, yeah. Everybody lived right there, so yep. they were out there playing pool in their waiting boots. This is in the, uh, the floor. And this is Peter you're talking about, right, Peter? Our friend Peter. That's how, yeah. Right, that's okay. how the island. Uh, Listen, in the first, go, you know, Raven, you couldn't drive unless you were an emergency vehicle of some sort. For you two could weeks, not drive in the state of Massachusetts during the. Post blizzard of seventy eight. Uh, yeah. My last day of school. So, a week. Well, my last day in college. I remember. I remember the blizzard of seventy eight because that was. I was. I'm an old soul, so I feel like I had. Mm-hmm. I had a soul in another body that lived through that. 
that wow. you know transitioned into this body that I'm in right now. Yes, because I I feel like I was there because I've heard so much about it. Mm. You know, it was nutty. Oh. I mean, it was different. I don't remember. I, I grew up through blizzards and storms and all kinds of stuff, but nothing like that. Of course, there were 26 inches of snow on the ground already, and then they got hit with like another 30. It was basically a hurricane with snow. You know, I mean, that's how. Yeah, that's how I was it driving a Fiat 124 Spider, and all you could see was the top of my antenna. Yeah, I'll bet. Ragtop <laughs> Spider, but I had a hardtop option on it that custom-made hardtop, so hmm. all that snow didn't hurt the car, but it was funny. I remember being held, held up in my apartment, and uh, in the middle, you know, it was kind of on the fringes of Detroit. It, it was a lot of country out there. Yes. But I was listening to WBZ out of Boston. Yes. Which was a, a real blowtorch. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Ten thirty. Come across uh, it way into the Midwest. Yep. And you'd hear yep. people calling in talking about their stories of survival. Yeah, you know, yeah, all over yeah. the country. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to say that back back when going back to the coma when these guys you know were playing pool in two feet of water. Now that was it was called the beach coma. This was that was its first incarnation. What they used to have there. Can you imagine this. They would have a breathalyzer. They had a breathalyzer on the bar, okay? And at the end, you know, midnight, everyone would, you know, blow in the breathalyzer. Whoever was drunk got their got their tab picked up, okay? They didn't have to pay for booze. Now, talk about encouraging. What? Yes, yes. That Remember that's Al, right? Am I right? We used to have happy hours too, though, where you get two for one or three for one. You can't do that anymore. Can't do that anymore, right, yep. But that's how kind of cool. You know, this place is very cool. It's it's always been cool. It's gone through three or four owners, but nice place just to go in and have a couple of drinks, hang around, grab the uh, waitresses, uh, you know, private parts. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. So why don't we do this, though? Why don't we take a uh, commercial break now real quickly, and we'll be right back listening to Mac Maloney's Military Excel Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Ong's Hat, and the very mysterious M-Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. British Secret Service. Hello, Moneypenny. Hello, 007. How's your mission to steal the secret sex formula from Dr. No-No going? It'll be going fine, Chef, for the two idiots headquarters shent with me. Hey, Mac, did Defalo Krumpus just call us idiots? Yes, he did, one one He's an ungrateful putz. Nice car, though. Yeah, and you know what? Now it's my turn. But if you drive, what am I going to do? I'll drive. You shoot the machine. So no way, I'm driving. Drive I'm just have a license for you to drive. Oh, see what I mean, Moneypenny? But James, we have to get the stolen formula, Dr. No-No, before the big two-for-one sale. I'm on it, money man. But I've got to rid myself of these two marshmallows first. Uh, what? Uh, we still have the red button, don't I? James, not the red button. Cobra, save us! Hello, gentlemen. And you, Mr. Bond. Oh, my God. 
Jack Jumping from a helicopter through the shadow roof of my Ashton Martin? Well played, What are you doing here? Besides rescuing my two friends, James, I'm here to tell you that you don't have to steal the cardio sex formula from Dr. No-No. All you have to do is go online and order it yourself. And then you'll have plenty of the new energy drink that can give you the extra endurance you need to get through. Please, Cobra, tell us why it's called sex. It's called SEX for Strength Energy Accelerator. And it's easy to use. Just mix a scoop of water, shake it, not stir it. 30 minutes before you start your workout, and you'll find you can last longer and feel all around better about finishing your regime. Oh, my. And the mix comes in many different flavors. My favorite is passion fruit. Mine, too. Why, you little trollop. Hey, Mac, look at all these buttons. I wonder what they do. I don't know. Push one and find out. Not, not the, the red, red one. No. Jeez, I hope he's wearing his rocket belt. Guess not. That's SEX Workout Dietary Supplement, available only through Cardillo USA. Visit CardilloUSA.com for more details about our big two-for-one sale. That's C-A-R-D-I-L-L-O-U-S-A.com. And get some sex today. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Milk Tracks Now Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, with a show. We've had you so far tonight. Let me introduce the members of the posse, the gang. Girls, a very famous one. Juan is here. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Welcome back to the show. It's been fun so far. So far. No Coco tonight. He's out having fun somewhere. Saving the where world. Where is he? Do we know where he is? Saving the world. I know he's out having fun, but. Well, how do you know? You know, he sounds he like his, has fun. right. He just mysteriously sent me a picture of an airplane today and just said October ride or something. You yeah, know? he sends these cryptic things. Yeah, very like, cryptic. This. Very cryptic. And, yeah. So anyway, he's a cryptic guy. Also, Switchy <laughs> had jumped in on us earlier. Switch back in the fold. Good to see him. Uh, also, uh, Willie Club, our security chief, is here. Willie. Hi, Mac. Hi, everyone. Hello, having Willie. fun tonight. Yeah, I mean, having fun. The night's really flying by, so yes. there's something good in the air. It, you know, we showed tonight. I, just, I can tell you what that is, there, brother. Or at least in the air here. So, uh, what is that in front of your microphone there? In front of my microphone? Yeah. Is that the Ukraine flag? That's the U- Ukraine flag. Yep. I hate to say, but they're really... them as they're defeating <laughs> they, the Russians. They're really kicking ass. They're like Miami they're and Pats. Ass yeah, I mean, we just keep giving them more. Uh, Precise bombs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yep. That's what we we'll get thinks. those son of a guns out of there before you know it. I'm telling you, when the Russians are going to the North Koreans to buy, you know, weapons and stuff like that, you know, where are you going to go after that? Where are you going to go, really? Papua New Guinea or someplace? You know, they're done. They're well, so close to uh, Yeah, or something, you know? I mean— They're uh, going to go find the weapons we left in Afghanistan well, and we bailed out. Good right. luck. Good luck getting it from those, you know, from the Taliban. Anyway— uh, so anyway, yeah, the Russians are getting their asses kicked, and that's fine with us, okay? Also with us is our favorite good witch up there in Sideways Yard, Raven. Raven is with us. Hi. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Sitting around getting drunk with old guys again. That's cool. <laughs> also with us. I like it. There's oh. a syndrome name for that. Even I can't better. think of what it is. <laughs> it's called the back syndrome. Listen, also 
Al Ronaldo, UFO mechanic, is joining Old us. and young category. Yeah. <laughs> hey, folks. Uh, last time I sat down to, to get drunk with Raven, she was physically in Massachusetts. We were at the beach coma. So. Yeah, grabbing yep. uh, private parts of the waitresses. Something we'd be arrested for. Think about that. She's from New York. She was telling, showing you guys how to drink. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> yeah, and a few other things. Well, you know? wait a hang on. You're but, showing us how to take care of the waitress. Had a cop of feel. Okay, I tried to be nice about it, but you guys, you guys That's went an there. That we used to practice in high school. Remember Al? Mm. Remember Mac? Some I mean, of if us. I'd done that, I would have got arrested. I, you anyway. take or take it to the principal's office. Look at you. Don't want to go there with that. Believe me, take it from me. So I want to. I have a quiz for you, Roddy. Quiz. Okay, try to tell me. I'm going to tell you the story. You tell me what celebrity this happened to. Okay. This is for JJ. Any for, for anyone. All right. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Is this a contest? Does the winner get get anything? Yeah, you get a uh, get? free is this copy. Worth me participating in? Uh, who? What? Okay. <laughs> wow, we need some swag here. We need some swag prizes. All right, whoever wins, I'll um, give you a copy of the God Satellite, the new God Satellite, Mac Oh, book. excellent. Out there, uh, you know, and you can send it to anyone you want. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So anyway, okay. So, so, um, all right. Who is this movie star? This well-known actor and pilot was the first person to report the famous Phoenix Lights in 1997. Famous actor was the first. Jimmy Stewart. Who? Jimmy Stewart. Oh, that would be good. That would be yeah. He's probably I don't know if he's still around or not. But get this, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell was the really? first person to see the Phoenix I just line. watched something about that. Yeah, isn't that strange? He was flying his airplane into, you know, uh, Phoenix with his kid. His kid was in, you know, some college tournament. And they see these things, and he calls the control tower, and then all the calls and stuff started flooding in. That odd? What an odd place to yeah. be, you know, right place, right time, I guess. Um, okay, this famous uh, celebrity was camping with his girlfriend— in 1968, and saw a flying saucer in the sky, came down, hovered right over them, and then took off. And uh, afterwards, this famous person had their mansion uh, actually uh, covered with UFO detection devices. Let me start again. Okay, in 19 Dan Close. He's coming up, believe me. 1968, this famous person went camping with their girlfriend, Saw a uh, flying saucer came down, uh, hovered right over them. Very vivid sighting. And after that, had their mansion covered with UFO detection devices. Boris Karloff. Mm, close. <laughs> Is a singer or a movie star? Singer. Oh, a singer. Mm. Oh, I thought you said movie star. Rod Stewart. I thought you said Clo movie star. Close. No, celebrity. Very top star. Mick oh, Jagger. Mick Jagger. Uh, What's Mick Jagger who? doing camping? What's he camping for? You know, what yeah. is he decide he who, wants to? Who was it? I, I missed it. Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. Yes, he's, 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 that he's, one. he's camping with Marianne Faithful. I mean, what are they? they why do they want to go and pretend they're homeless or something? I don't know, but uh, that's what he did, and he had all kinds of like electromagnetic stuff put on his mansion. So if they ever came back, he'd that's know. Crazy. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Nuts. Wow. Okay, so get this. Another fa um, very famous celebrity, entertainer, at the age of eight, had a vision where aliens came to him and said, we see you as an adult in a white suit performing in front of thousands of people. In a white mm. suit. 
what's that guy's uh, name? Elvis. 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 Elvis was. I was gonna say the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, man. that guy. He looks. Oh, they look alike. Kind not, of. Not, not that guy, but the singer that looks like him. Yeah. Uh, Towards the end there, Elvis kind of looked like Cur- the uh, Colonel Chick-fil-A. Yeah, right. True. Colonel Chick-fil-A. That's the guy. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Now, Elvis was like a real religious guy, you know, and he grew up yeah. in a ghetto and, uh, you know, grew up on gospel music and stuff like that. So he, he always had this really kind of uh, interest in the paranormal. They said after he died, he had lots of books. On, and he also had a twin who, you know, like clubs experienced, you know, died right after childbirth. And he always felt connected with him. So when after his death, they went in and lots of his books had to, you know, stuff to do, you know, with the paranormal and life after death and stuff. Elvis and visited by aliens, man. I think that's cool. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, all right. That was a guess. I didn't even know it. Yeah, well, with the white suit, can't you see him in Vegas? So the aliens saw him, and they saw the Vegas Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what's new, Pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, whoa, whoa, with the um. Because he was a karate guy too. What's, what's the, new, Elizabeth? Whoa! <laughs> he'd mix the karate moves in with you know singing "Love Me Tender." Anyway, okay. What actor was lost in the middle of the Mojave Desert when his motorcycle broke down? Claims that a UFO led him to a gas station where they repaired his motorcycle, but then later recanted the story to the New York Times. Let me start again. What actor said that he was lost in the Mojave Desert? when his motorcycle broke down and claimed a UFO led him to a gas station where they repaired it, saved his life. Years later, he recanted it in an article to the New York Times. Peter Fonda. That's a good guess. But no. An actor, you said. I was going to say Jason Momoa. (laughs) That is, yeah, no. Marlon Brando. No, but close. Ready? William Shatner. William Shatner. Uh-oh. It was in his bio for years and years and years and years. You know that he got, and then he finally, you know, fessed up to the New York Times, and the way yeah, he's nuts anyway. And the way he said, it, he goes, "I told the truth about lying." Talk about spin, right? Anyway, okay. Um, he thought it was true, so therefore it wasn't a lie. Right. Exactly. You know, until he realized, oh, maybe I didn't have that. To the best of my knowledge, all kinds of stuff happened to John Lennon and and David Bowie. They, you know, both of them kind of kept diaries, I guess you'd call them. You know, and and both reported a lot of times seeing UFOs and seeing like you know other dimensions and stuff like that. Now, remember the rock stars in the seventies, so they're seeing the pretty colors a lot. But it seems like you know stuff really did happen to them, especially Lennon on his on his. On his seat on the um, top floor of you know the Dakota building in New York City, so he's on the roof basically, and he sees a UFO hovering there. It's an odd place to see a UFO hovering over New York City, but he saw it. They took pictures. He and May Pang, and nothing came out. The pictures were just blank. Maybe they were seeing That's... the pretty colors too. Hmm. But yeah. here's a real strange one. Okay, get this. So this very famous politician is on his private plane, and um, he's flying on the West Coast and sees a UFO and tells the pilot. To go to chase the UFO, so they do, right? And the UFO is making all these maneuvers and stuff. And the, the pilot now this is un, this is a big plane is trying to match its maneuvers just so the politician can finally they pull alongside of it. Supposedly they had pictures and stuff. And after that, it made a true believer of this very famous Governor politician. Jerry Brown. No, oh, very close there, dude. Very very close. Arnold Schwarzenegger. A little bit of a surprise. Think about it. What's the say, Arnold Schwarzenegger? He does. Oh, Sonny Bono. No, let, no uh, let's say very. All right, let's. Uh, it's president. 
a president. What president, president do you think had no Ronald to, Reagan? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan had his private plane chase a UFO and was a huge wow. UFO fan what a after psycho. that. Oh my god, man! And his wife was doing. You know, his wife is into you know all kinds of stuff, but. He actually kind of believed it, and there's a UN speech he gave where he says, you know, we all have to kind of band together in case the alien evasion true. And he said to Gorbachev in their private meetings, it's in the the, the notes, saying, listen, if the aliens come, we all got to band together. Okay, and Gorbachev said, yeah, sure, whatever you say there, Ronnie. But he was what into you it. say, Ronnie? But why not? You know, he saw something that he knew. Think of that guy. Of all the guys in the world would not believe in UFOs, it would be Ronald Reagan, frankly, to me, but. One sighting yeah. can't just change his mind. You know? He'd be like the biggest skeptic just based on yeah, you know, really. him as a person. <laughs> huh. So anyway, yeah. Okay. I was kind of bumming when Gorbachev uh, passed away. Yeah, that, yeah, no one even knew, yeah, no one even kind of paid attention. One day and it's gone. He was a that guy, he changed a lot of things. He had the guts to, you know, dismantle the Soviet Union, which was a yeah, He wasn't ass. bad actually, you know. Oh, he's very well, fine. In Russia he was pretty bad. The economy crashed now it, yeah. after that and they never forgave him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they expected it. They should have expected it to crash. That's, you know, I mean, it had to change. The way it was going, it had to change. He took the, he took the blow. He took the blow, you know. And then it resulted in, in uh, Yeltsin, who was funny, because uh, he apparently was always drunk. And then Putin and, and, and um, a good Who's friend. not funny. Not funny. Philip Baines will confirm this. The, Putin was just this minor kind of KGB guy in St. Petersburg, but he knew he could, you know, kind of make his way up the ranks. So what he did was just during the Chechen War, he had his boys dynamite an apartment building in Moscow and killed about 40 people and blamed that's it on the Chechens. And that's how he kind of rose up through the ranks. And the next thing you know, he's freaking prime minister. That's how it happens in Russia. Okay, you have to have a lot of buddies around you. You have to have a posse around you. You have to have a lot of those oligarchs. Twelfth, I think the twelfth guy fell in the ocean today. Did you see that? There's been twelve oligarchs, which are billionaires in Russia, who are close to Putin, who have died since the Ukraine war. One of them, or two or three of them, fell out of windows. This guy fell off his freaking it's, yacht. You know, it's weird how that happens. How does that happen? No. Funny how that happens. Just a coincidence. So Talk anyway. about collateral damage. Yeah, you only get the money. Well, he's getting he's getting rid of people who who he's whacking people who would. Gonna whack him, basically. You know what I mean? He's getting rid of anyone around him who can. But it seems losing the Ukraines, man. Some of the stuff they do, some of the stuff on YouTube, you can't believe how dopey the Russians are. Did you see the one where the tank is barrel assing down the road and there's guys hanging on to Russians? This is the um, retreat from yesterday. They're hanging on to the tank, but he's driving so crazy they're falling off like freaking dolls, okay? <laughs> And then he takes a turn, goes right into a huge oak tree that falls over. The tank is destroyed. I mean, they gotta be drunk. They gotta be drunk. And it's Luz a crazy situation, it's but it's really so crazy. It's, it, I think it's getting more dangerous. As well, but along, he'll drop nuclear bombs if he sees himself losing. He's that's you know that's his last option. And he, he's no, mm, they, they'd assassinate him before they'd. Let well, him we do hope. That. Yeah, but I, I think that I think that military you think would so? not go that far. Well, yeah. at least I'm hoping, but I, I'm thinking that he's got a military there that, you know, they got to, he can't push the button by himself. He's going to have to have, have to order some people. help. Yep. True. That's true. Well, we're, we're, so the fate of our, yeah, our fate is in the hands of these freaking Russian generals. Hopefully that they have yep. the good sense to not to do it, you know, but mm -hmm. interesting. And, you know, freaking X, he called me, oh man, 
five months before this happened. And he said, I can, I just heard from my sources that there'll be a land war in Europe, you know, within the next four or five months. And I said, that's insane and nuts. Right. And he was right. He was right. It's been 200 days since. Anyway, Raven is yeah. back. All right. Okay. Did you get a beer? What you, what's your, what's your drink du jour tonight now that we're tap dancing? Um, well, I'm all out of them, but it was the the uh, ruby red Kolsch oh, mm-hmm. from Genesee, yes. and I'm all out of my water too. So oh, wow. nothing right now. Okay. Now, didn't I prevent you from bringing that Kolsch into my house? Wasn't that one of the rules? Uh, was it? Well, I mean, what's wrong with Kolsch? It's grapefruit. Kolsch. Grapefruit beer. But you know, if I if I brought it, yes. you would have let me That's bring it true. in. You're right. Come on. Also, her and Lonely Larry, which I who I sent a check to. Brought me my favorite beer in the whole world is Genesee Ice, which is oh god. What do you mean? You so, like it or don't like uh, it? Can't. You don't like. Oh. Is that the stuff that's uh, two fifty for a case? <laughs> yeah, two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. I remember, it's, I remember it's, when we were broke. We, we oh, yeah, said, yeah. okay, it's either gas money or beer. Yeah. Oh wait a minute, we can do both. Yep. We get Genesee and gas. Ninety-nine cents a six-pack. Put the Genesee know. in the tank, or we drink the. Yeah. Drink <laughs> it's probably work. We drink the Genesee. It work. Yeah, it work both ways. Put it in the gas tank yeah. and drink it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. With I those little brown Genesee bottles, beer. ninety-eight, ninety-nine cents a six. Can you imagine that? No wonder. <laughs> and the cream ale is like that's hey, a. It was popular in Lowell when you're down to like your last five bucks, and you're saying, yeah. "Okay, I need a burger, I need hmm. some gas, and hmm. I need some beer. How do we do that?" Wow, you got two bucks. <laughs> You're rich. So anyway, wow, a real, real uh, walk down memory lane here. Why don't we bring the train into its station? Even though Switch isn't here to show the crash train into the station was our cue to wrap it up. Well, this was a Beatles show tonight, as it turned out. It was right with some guest players. Switch on drums. Um, so uh, thank you to Switch. He joined us uh, for a little for a surprise drop-in. He'll be with us uh, regularly, it sounds with, like, in the next couple of weeks. He's a busy guy, busy guy with the um, Mothman Festival this coming weekend and then the uh, Van Mita Festival. He's the man on the way up. Switchy, he's back. He's like Superman without the kryptonite in the room, right? Yeah. You know, get his autograph now. His, uh, yeah, it's well, uh, worth something. Keep yeah, his hair even looks uh, he looks good. He, he looks really good. looked good. Yep, he I was could groomed. tell by his hair. He was good. Yeah. Uh, right. Al Ronaldo, UFO mechanic, thank you for joining us. Hey, I'm uh, glad to be here. You, you, and, your, you and your stoned cats, your stoned Norwegian cats. See what you're doing? You bring them over to the United States and you lead them astray. Astray cats. <laughs> right. They're loaded. They're, fly, you know, they're flying all over the house. You still do that laser beam thing with them and really screw with their heads when they're loaded? No, they they don't seem to have a problem with that. They're all nutty with catnip, but well, they eat anything catnip else. Too. Okay. Catnip too. You know? All right, I might have to send the animal services over your house. See what's going on. Thank you, Al. <laughs> It'd be a lot cheaper. Let me tell you. <laughs> thank you, Willie Club. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Mac, thanks for having me. For looking over tonight. Go Ukraine, right? Go Ukraine. You bet. Yep. The longer it lasts for them, the better off they are. It, it's, it seems odd, but that's the longer they can draw this out, the weaker their opponent gets. And how long? Until, they, until we run out of money supporting yeah. them. Uh, I don't think so. I think we're going to support them the whole way. We don't want them to oh, lose we will. I'm, yeah. By we, I'm saying all the allies. Yeah. And, and, and the Russians don't really have that many friends left in the world, it seems. Thank you, uh, Willie, for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. 
And go Patriots. Ha ha. Hang on. You bet. Juan Juan made me say that. Yeah. Oh, they're awful. Someone said they look like a mildly confused college team. They <laughs> are still our team. That might be your team there, brother. Did you see the on the, in the Boston Herald yesterday? No, what was it? It showed Mac Jones like getting hit. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. says something about the Patriots on the road going nowhere. Yes. Wow. <laughs> One game. game. Yeah, that's the Boston media. Man. One game. You screw it. And then Brady starts out as the oldest quarterback to start an NFL game. Yeah. And he ends it as the oldest quarterback to win an NFL game. I watched him. It's like 15 years ago. Just <laughs> It's amazing. That guy is amazing. He's kind of a jerk. But what he has going, man, he's got it going on. I hate to say it, but he used to be on our team. Anyway. And I keep telling Sue, Gronk is going to come back. Uh, if they make it to the playoffs, mm, maybe come back. Maybe. He's going to be healthy, and he's going to. He's not going to beat himself up all season. But right. if they get themselves coming around game nine, like a pitcher coming in towards the end of the year, yeah, that could be. That could be. Why not? You know, why not throw him a half a million bucks? See what happens. Raven. Oh yeah. Raven, it's come that time in the night for us to say goodbye. That's totally okay. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. And this is uh, the uh, Hollywood Boulevard look. We have to write that down in our diary. Thank you for joining (laughs) us. And say hello to everybody up there, including Friday, your cat, who you would take a bullet for. Raven, what exit off the New York Thruway is your town? Yeah, we're nowhere near that. Yeah, don't don't, you I don't, don't want even put, know the, the number. Yeah, good, that's good. I you don't, know, okay. you don't want the one where the Wegmans is. You'll have when to I f- take that exit. Have the fans outside the Wegmans in for some high-priced uh, groceries. <laughs> that's not that bad. Not that bad. Okay. okay. No, it's not like a Whole Foods. Wow. No. All right. Whole Foods. Someone call it Whole Paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> I went there once when that's I was in Louisiana because they there was one there and I'd never been and uh-huh. I bought like one thing of almonds and it was like sixteen dollars. Yeah, that's and I was about like, right. <laughs> they, wow, like, they run sale. Actually, come here for like yeah. legitimate groceries. <laughs> yeah, there's one in Boston <laughs> that's enormous, enormous, and people, you know, the, the rich and the powerful just go there and there's breakfast is mm-hmm. cooked and ready to go and stuff like that. You know, we're in a situation once where we had to do that. We had to get breakfast to go from Whole Foods and really it was like sixty bucks. Yeah. For like you yeah. know, a total yeah, of eight like pancakes. You're a, if you're traveling, you're in a pinch. You're like, screwed. what do you do? Yep. I mean, it's high quality stuff, but still, I'd rather yeah. throw it in a toaster, frankly. Anyway, <laughs> Raven, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, one one, it's coming to that time in the night for us to say goodbye. I know. Okay, you okay there? Over there in the puddle? Everything okay, more or less? Hey, everything's fine. Okay, all right, because we're getting fan mail from people who are concerned about you. Would you just take a bite of some some buttered toast or something? No, I just had a little uh, frog in my throat Ooh. there for a while. Okay, they I eat did them? have some buttered toast. Earlier. I thought you were in. Fr- you're, and toast I didn't know you were in France. Come on, don't two hours ago. Get it out. Buttered toast is so good. Anyway, uh, yeah. why don't we say uh, the plugs? The plugs? The plugs? The plugs? Homes for our troops. Homes for our troops is a, a military organization that raises money for veterans of post. 9-11 actions, combat actions, the Iraqi war, and also the war in Afghanistan. These are veterans who came home maybe missing a limb, things of that nature. And Homes for Troops builds them houses that are adapted to their needs. That means lower counter space, not many steps, things like that to make their lives a little easier because they gave up so much for us. And then when the house is built, um, Homes for Troops gives them the key, tears up the mortgage, they have the house for free. 
85% of these uh, people go on to live really fulfilling lives because they don't have the headache, the worry of paying a mortgage every month. This is a private organization who does that. Our government should do that for these people. They don't until that day. Just go to uh, Homestar Troops, Google them, see what they're about. 88 cents of your uh, charity dollar goes directly to our veterans. And um, the average house that they build is $470,000, and they're soon going to be somewhere in the 390, 395 range that they've built in the past 16 years, man. That's great. That's cool. And it's a little bit, uh-huh. but gee whiz, that's a way to honor our veterans because they deserve it. So just go sure home. home shot troops, Google them, see what they're about. And that's it, kids. Oh, go see, um, go, go see, go, uh, the God Satellite, new book out by Mac Maloney. Uh, Code Man, uh, what is it? Code Name Starman, The God Satellite on sale in bookstores and on Amazon everywhere. Thank you. And we're going next week, we're going to announce the winners of the uh, God Satellite contest. People wrote in and just said, put our names in the Magic Fishbowl. Raven is going to be picking their names out. And we had such an overwhelming response that I went to the publisher and I asked, can we have more than three winners? So we're going to have six winners, six winners. Oh, my goodness. And autographed copies. So, so um, that's next week. We'll be uh, taking the uh, names out of the Magic Fishbowl if it has been hacked. Until then, this is Mag for the entire gang saying be safe, be happy, and... Bye-bye.